there is no one more known on this planet for love and romance than the French. They define sexy. Well, with Valentine's Day around the corner, I thought it would be fun to see what lessons Americans can learn from the French about love and romance. And I've got with me Alex Cormat, the number one relationship coach in France. So whether you're looking for love, you're in the early stages of love, you're an old married person like I am, there's always something to learn. I'm Sarah Heiner, and this is the Bottom Line Advocator podcast. Don't forget, rate and review us and tell your friends, please. Hi, I'm Sarah Heiner, and welcome to the Bottom Line Health and Happiness Show. I'm so glad you're here. Um, We're going to have fun today. We're going to talk about romance. We've got Valentine's Day coming up. And so I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of romance. And even if, so those who are looking for love, we're going to have a great conversation. And those who are old married people like me, guess what? We could learn a few lessons as well about love from the French. I've got the French romance expert with me and I will introduce him in just a second, Alex Cormont. Um, But first, let me just give you my usual round of reminders. Um, Lots of videos that we've been producing. So in the um, history, in the Facebook Live history here, the Facebook Bottom Line Inc. Facebook page, we've got the history of all of our videos here. If it's easier for you, we actually move them over into YouTube. Um, so I have a copy of those there. I find YouTube much easier to, uh, to man- manage sometimes, especially if I want to go back and find something. And there I've got years worth of videos. So hundreds of videos on all sorts of topics from health and money and all sorts of things. So go ahead over to YouTube and subscribe there for future so that you can see and go back and tell your friends about these. If they could want to watch them live, that's great. If they want to watch it after the fact, because you're going to get finished this and you're going to go, that was great. You should have heard this then you could send them over there as well. Um, Next week, we're actually doing a shift of time rather than Thursday. We're going to be Wednesday at one o'clock. I've got um, Dr. Lori Steele-Smith is coming back. We're going to talk about pain. We're going to talk about why we might be achy, Um, something about our muscles, what's what's making our muscles tight. So that's next Wednesday, one o'clock. We're going to do that. As usual, let me also remind you, boost your immune. There's so much we can do. COVID, the rates are coming down. I was just looking at the stats today. The sicknesses are coming down. The deaths are coming down. The hospitalizations are coming down. But then they warn about the new strain and the next strain and vaccines and all that. So people are getting vaccinated, but maybe it won't work. All I know beyond all of that is the healthier you are, the stronger you are, the less likely it is that you're going to get sick. First and foremost, I don't care how many masks you wear. The stronger you are, the less likely of getting sick. So we put together, Bottom Lines Editors, a book about boosting your immune system, strengthening yourself to increase your defenses. That's free. Right in the chat is going to be a link for that. So go ahead and and click on that. Um, If you have anything, any questions for Alex, if you have questions about romance, if you have questions about former romance, if you have questions about how to find whatever it is, Valentine's Day is coming up. We're going to ask him about what his perfect Valentine date is. Um, put those in the chat box. So this should be fun. We're going to just enjoy and relax. And if I forgot anything, any reminders, my friend Lauren will probably be reminding me anytime now um, if there's anything I forgot to remind you. So with that, let me introduce you to, I have to go change my little view. There we go. Alex Cormont, and I'm pronouncing it horribly, but he'll say it beautifully because he's got a beautiful (laughs) French accent. Uh, But let me introduce him. He is the number one relationship expert in France and Europe. Um, He's the author of several books. Most of them are in French. However, if you go to his website, French Relationship 
relationship expert. You can download his best-selling Love Coach Confessions for free at his website. Um, we can put that into the chat as well. Um, so we'll put his, his uh, URL into there, his website address into the chat so you can go on there. Um, he has a fabulous YouTube channel, over 200 million views on his YouTube channel. I was watching a bunch of his videos last night. Great tips, women in particular, um, all the questions that you have. Um, so he's got hundreds of videos, over 200 million views, and he's got very specific advice on what to do. And as I said, you can learn more about Alex and his work at FrenchRelationshipExpert.com. So Alex, say your name because you say it beautifully and I say it terribly. <laughs> so my name is Alex Comant. Thank and you. I'm very good. glad to be here. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. <laughs> so you still, you've retained your French accent, although you do live, I'll tell the secret that you actually do live in Florida, that you're not in France right now. Exactly. I moved to the U.S. five years ago. I didn't speak English, so I know I still have a strong French accent. I hope people will be able, will be able to listen to me and to understand me. <laughs> I think you'll do okay. And it really is real, because when I talk to outside of this, it's not like he's faking it and layering on his French accent because it sounds so sexy. <laughs> no, that's my real French accent. <laughs> so true. All right, so let's start off, okay? So and this isn't a we versus they, but Americans, we have very different styles and focuses. So talk about just high level that the Americans view of love and romance versus the French view, because we have, we come from a very different cultural perspective. And last week we had a great conversation about culture code and the way that Americans think versus the way other countries think. Yeah, so there is no good or bad. You know, I just want to share some vision that I've learned from the field because I was a relationship expert. I coach people in the US, in France and all over the world. What blew my mind is when I first came to the US, I was using the word seduction. Because for French people, romance, seduction, charming, flirting, this is all part of our life and vocabulary. But when I came to the US, my friend told me, Alex, you cannot say this <laughs> word. Seduction, no way. This is because there is a connotation with sexuality. Yeah. And I didn't realize this. And I feel this was the main difference. French people, we love the art of seduction. And when I say seduction, you can hear attraction. We love to play this, uh, this game of knowing each other, taking um, our dates, you know, just do some activities. And there is not too much code like I felt in the US because we love the game. We love to enjoy the moments. It's very different. So that's blow my mind. And I wanted to say that for me, it's the main difference. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that yes. later on in detail in terms of the lessons that we can learn about it. You know, Americans, somehow we seem to be, it's like we're on a hunt. You know, it's like find the guy, find the gal, aim toward marriage. Where do we stand? You and I were talking about how women, like they, we always want to have the talk in America. We always want to know where we stand. And it's such a different timeline and energy that we're bringing to the relationship. In France, there is no talk. It's basically, it will become natural that if we go on a date, if we kiss, if we have sex, most of the time we would end up in a relationship. It would become natural. In the US, if there is no talk, there is no relationship. And I was like, really? Is it really the case? Because it sounds very not natural. It sounds very not exciting. We have to talk. We have to say, yes, we are my girlfriend. You're my boyfriend. 
And that's a huge difference. So what you're saying is very true. So now let me, I'm going to now basically blow this whole, this whole conversation up because the whole concept is what can Americans learn from the French, right? And we have a very different style and a very different way of, of viewing love and romance. Except for the fact that if I now take, if we now fast forward 15 minutes and we're going to be talking about all these specific lessons from the French, will that work with Americans? Because it's really about deep humanity or are, are Americans who are so goal oriented going to go, ah, I can't go bother with that stuff because I want to know where I stand. That's normal because everything that is new is becoming with fear. You know, we have the fear to act differently. So everything that I will share will be for you counterintuitive. So you will think, no, I cannot do that. And I just want you to try. I just want you to try with the smile to implement some actions. And you will see. If it brings results, we keep it. If not, we just leave it. That's my philosophy of coaching. We try new things. We keep only what is good for you. Because also as American, maybe you're 20 years old, maybe you're 70 years old, maybe you're a man or women. It's okay. We all have our experience. But what I will share with you is really what brings the most results to the people I coach. Either you're single, you want to find love, you're in a relationship, you want to bring some excitement inside. Everything that I will share will be the best results I provide to the people I coach. But there is no magic um, tricks. There is no a magic solution that will apply to everyone. We are all different. So you have to pick what you want. And you're coaching, you, again, you're bringing your French secrets, but you're coaching a lot of Americans. You're coaching here, you're coaching. So this stuff is really working with Americans and they work, you know, and it's interesting that you're adapting because I know you, you've been in Japan, like you, you're coaching people all over the world, uh, but humanity is humanity, love is love. Our need for connection is our need for connection. Exactly. That's a question that I receive a lot. Do you see any difference when you call someone in China, someone in South America, someone in the US or in France? There is no real difference, meaning the, the wish and the goal is the same. We all have the same experience. So if like the most common situation is a woman that is in love with a man that doesn't want to commit to the relationship. That's happened to me every day in every country. And so it's not, matter, it's not a matter of where you live. What is very important is to understand human psychology. Because when you can understand the human psychology, you will have no trouble in your love life, in your personal life, in your professional life. You will just be so happy every single day. So I was just going to ask you, what are the top complaints that people come to? And you just said it. So women, the number one complaint is that men don't want to commit. Yes. So women, when they come to me, this, this is very specific. They have one goal, right? When they come to me, it's Alex. This is the guy I want. There is no other target. It's him and nobody else. So they are in love. They are giving a lot, mm -hmm. maybe too much. And this guy is just pulling away. And men, when they come to me, they say, Alex, I want to be more confident. I want to be more charismatic. I know we will talk about it a little bit later, yeah. but that's what men are looking for. They want to be more social. When women, they have just one guy in mind. So that's funny to see this difference. So I try to give advice to women to understand male psychology and sometimes have some men's behavior and vice versa. I will ask women, uh, men, sorry, to have a little bit of feminine energy. And that's counterintuitive, but 
I guess it brings it brings so results. So I like it. So how come those men don't want to commit? So basically, men they love to chase. They are, you know, we like like hunters. So we want to chase you. We want to put you on a pedestal. And when we meet a woman, immediately we will tell ourselves, "Oh my God, I want her. She's too good for me. I can't have her." So this is the first idea. But after a couple of weeks and months, when we just realize that we can take her for granted now, she's more involved. She's talking to me. She's ready for a relationship. Now I don't want to commit because I have the fear of past relationship. So in my opinion, it's because there is a lack of challenge. There is a lack of seduction and attraction. So it's too easy. When it's too easy, a man can. I would not say everyone, but a man can just back up and pull away. So back back to that chasing. Back to that yeah. like the goals. The funny exactly. thing is that fast forward fifty years or whatever. From what I understand, when a spouse dies, if you've been in a happy marriage and a spouse dies, men remarry really fast and go back into relationships really fast. But women, not, not quite at the same timetable. So guys, once they're in there, they seem to like it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's funny though. So that, I mean, women always think of like, I mean, women always have all of our chatter, but we forget that men are, have insecurities as well. That Because we hide them. You know, I remember when I was a kid, when I was like crying, when something happened to me, uh, people were telling me, no, you're a boy, you cannot cry. And it was amplified by the fact that before to be a relationship expert, I used to play basketball. So when you're an athlete, there is no fear, there is no doubts, there is no emotions. So we hide the insecurities, the fears, but we are human. And I can guarantee you that when a man has to be in a relationship, that's why I don't like the talk in this uh, US American mentality. I don't like to talk because at this moment, he will only think about the past. He will not think about the present moment, the fact that he loves you, he enjoyed the time with you, no. And the past seems breakup, sadness, losing our freedom, and just having to rebuild ourselves all the time. Do I really want this? No. And so there is this, um, this two situation. I like her, I spend time with her, it's amazing. But I'm scared. And that's why we have a lot of insecurities, but we would never talk about it. So they've had a lot of bad relationships. So Sometimes, yeah. You yeah. know, it's, even if it's just one breakup, it takes right. one breakup to have like, <laughs> to have a life that is broken. And the first love is very difficult. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so let's get to what people can do. So what lessons can we learn? So let's start with the whole seduction thing and this whole, the, the whole game and play, you said like I'll call it play more and think less. Yes, so basically what is very important for me, what I want people to know, it's love is a game. And when I say that, people are going crazy after me. They say, no, love is natural, love is easy, which is not. Let's say that love is a game. So what I really want people to know is that you need to enjoy the process. And most of the time, one of the mistakes that I would say American people are doing more than French, even if there's some French people doing the mistake, it's you are thinking about what this person wants. Men or women, what can I give? What can I do? What can I build? How can I build a relationship? What I want to bring is romance start with us. Meaning what emotions 
can I make this person feel so they will be attached to me? What can I show for my personality? I will give an example. When I first came to the US, I met my wife and I am a big fan of basketball. She has never been to a basketball game. So I bring her there and it just, it was an incredible moment. I was sharing my passion, my passion, sorry. She was in love with that. And so it built a strong relationship. She did the same. She did the same because she's, she loves arts. She brings me to Art Basel in Miami. I was, I never been to art gallery and I loved it. So this is for me, seduction, attraction. When you get to know someone, the best thing you can do is to put your personality first and no, not go to this coffee, drinks, restaurant, movie theater, talk. That's basically the process. Right, questions. Yeah. Here's, here's my check. Right. What's your background? Check. Do you have a job? <laughs> check. Come from a nice family? Check. Do you like kids? Check. Dog? No, gone. <laughs> you know, this is funny when we say that, but that was my first exp experience as dating in the US. It was eight years ago. I was in DC, got on a dating app, met a woman. She came with a notebook and a pen. What is your health insurance? What do you want to do in your life? How much do you? I was like, Woo, this is really different from friends. So I know that this is extreme, but I just, this is represent to me the dating part. We right. need to bring your personality. You need to enjoy. There is no rules. The only rule is to enjoy. That's why I want to, I want to bring to the American people, basically. So how do you, so a lot of people are meeting people on these dating apps, swipe left, swipe right, match.com. I think it is, you have to talk to them X number of times for X number of hours before you can even see each other they're not even allowed to get together until you've had some certain amount of time together so that's such a fight with go you know just enjoy just that's and, exactly exactly and and good I, I i love to say that if you go on a dating app to find love you're just doing an amazing mistake and the reason why it's because you will be focused on love relationship you will be too serious so first of all, people can, with their words, manipulate you a little bit, have sex with you and just leave you after that. That's possible. And the other option is you will be so serious that the chemistry will not work. There is no chemistry when we are serious. So if you go on a dating app, it's just for fun. Meaning when I say for fun, to talk to other human beings, to see if you have some common interest, to see if you have common goals, common values, so that's what I want to say. Yes, it's good to use um, dating app, dating websites, because specifically with COVID, what happened today is in the world. So mm -hmm. we need to communicate with other human beings, but communicate, not find love. That's a huge difference. So it is. So you know, I'm, I'm struck by like hunters and gatherers, right? So the male, you know, male hunter, go look. And get like just the concept of just connecting to them and back to the seduction. And when you meet someone, Again, women meet someone and they're immediately evaluating. Do they have, and I remember even when I met my husband and you know, heard his background and what, and what he was wearing, he was wearing really cool, hunky cowboy boots and he had a car in New York. So I thought he was rich because he had a car in New York. <laughs> Wrong, but nonetheless, he had a car. But you do, you like, we go down this checklist, which is so not right. Like just to explore and meet someone. And as you're saying, just enjoy the process at first and the uh, the getting to know somebody yes enjoy the process is what is the most difficult when we want to date someone 
Because as human, our brain would create projection. When there's a little feeling, oh my God, I can see him as my husband. Oh, I, I can see her as my wife and we will have kids. That's just human being. But I want to take it slow. I want to make sure that you get to know each other. And I feel that you say something last week when we were talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And it just blew my mind because this is exactly the example I get. Do that person know your favorite color? Do that person know your favorite meal? Where you want to spend your holidays? If not, there is no relationship. And every time I talk to people that was in a short-term relationship, they come to me this, Alex, it was a fairy tale. He or she is the person of my life. I've never felt like this. What is he or his or her favorite color? Nobody can respond to that question. So you need to get to know each other before to be, before to let the emotions right. win. But again, not in an interrogation. No, what's no, no, no. Just what's to... your favorite place you've traveled to? <laughs> okay. What color do you like? Check. Dogs or cats? Check. <laughs> yes, not like this. Not like this. Listen, we're, we're so scorecarded. And it sounds <laughs> so lovely to just enjoy. So now let me ask you a dirty question. What if your wife took you to the art museum or you took your wife to the basketball game and you hated it? So it's lovely that you wanted to share and it's lovely that she wanted to share. But what, yeah, this is really a little sleepy. I'm a sporty guy. I really have no interest in Monet. You know, to be honest, it's not that like I fell in love with art. I still don't know anything and I still don't really like it. What I liked was the moment where she shared her passions. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that since 2007, being a relationship expert, I have never seen, never someone told me, Alex, I spent this, it was horrible. People have said, okay, you know what? I don't really like art, but I like the fact that I was with her discovering something. So if you really don't like it, just like this moment, there is a disconnection. Maybe you're not mean to be together. Yeah. That would be my answer. And so, yeah, that would be my answer. But I guess we love the moment. We love the connection, the attraction. It's not the activity. It's mostly the energy between the two people. Let's talk about attraction, actually, because, you know, there's the that's one hot looking person. Um, but what so what French is French definition of attraction? And it's not necessarily that you have to be built a certain way, a certain size, a certain color hair that you talk about that it's it's more charisma and the energy that you're exuding than what you actually look like. Exactly. So, you know, for us French people, uh, I love the title of the show was Romance. This is part of our life. And I like to say like chivalry and courtship is not dead, specifically in France. We love it. This is part of our DNA. This is what we like. This is what we want to do. And we want to work on our charisma. We want to work on the fact that we want to bring people in our world and make them feel alive. That's the goal for a man in France and also for a woman. So basically for me, attraction, there is first of all, the way you will behave. You know, you need to stand upright, you need to smile, you need to have a good tone of voice. This is something that we learn a lot using our tone of voice. And the number one tool is being playful. So we like to, you know, just be playful with a woman and women love to be playful with us. So there is this game of who is the best. We like to play this. And we like to make sure that we will engage in a process of 
um, you know, I will take you on a date and then you need to surprise me. That's how we challenge each other. That's a real part of the romance and attraction and charisma for French people. It starts with uh, the way we stand, also appearance. That's very much important. French people, like Italian people, they are known to know how to dress. They are known to like fashions, women and men. So we, we need to pay attention to this. That doesn't mean that we need to follow some standard and there is no room for personality, but we need to pay, we, we like to pay attention to this. All right, so let me start with, the, I'll call it the game. Give me an example of a game, because this, is, this isn't like gamesmanship. Like what's, what's playing? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, so, I'm from another planet, so give me an example of what an appropriate game would be versus an inappropriate game would be. I, I will just show you an example with a woman that I coached today. Mm -hmm. She went on a date with this guy and this guy took her on a boat. And it was just an amazing date. He has boat. He wanted to share his passion because he loves to fish. And they, it was their first date. He took her on a boat because she told her, I want you to surprise me, right? This is what I say being right. playful. This right. is how you want to see what he would do and how he will react if I challenge this guy. Right. After the boat, he said, now it's your turn. And she responded, yeah, I know. And you would be surprised. That's being playful. That's right. Okay, I know, and I have something to show you. I have something to introduce you. So being playful means I am better than you, but not in a bad way, in a way of like, we would like to see each other. We would like to get to know each other, you know? Oh, I love this restaurant, for example. Oh, to say, oh, I love this restaurant. I know another one that I can make you discover. I'm sure you don't know this restaurant. This is being playful. And that's what we just learned since kid is how to get this challenge, how to maintain the attraction between two people. And it seems like it's a subtlety because there's, you can get competitive. Oh yeah, well, I like this restaurant, this one's better. So there's, there's a subtle style and to, your, to the point about exactly, the voice yeah. in how you deliver this. Thanks for the fishing trip. Now, what are you gonna do? This is, this right. is just enjoying the process. So there is no competition. Right. And you said it very well because of, with my friends, sometimes I, have, I don't have the, the, the good words, but what you said is very important. It's the difference between being serious, being like competition and enjoying the process, but being playful in a sense of, I want to show you that we can have fun together. You know, it's not nothing serious, but it's good to get to know each other during dates that are very different, that I will not do with someone else because I don't know if it's the same in the US, but in France, men, we have our dates. We took all the girls to the same place because when we arrive, we like to show that we know the bus, we yeah. know the, the waiter. So, mm -hmm. oh, he's social. Oh, this is a kind of like attraction. We know this. So we go to the same place with the, all the ladies and no one is challenging this. That's why I bring my philosophy. And I think it's the same for the US. Yeah, well, and I love the creativity. You know, yeah. versus, as you said, go have a cup of coffee, go for a drink, go for versus, and especially if you've been been talking online, so you get to know somebody a little bit before your first date. I mean, I guess it's different if it's a blind date versus you know someone mm -hmm. to come up with something that you know they might like. Like if they've said that they like flowers or whatever, and you go, wow, I know that there's 
an art exhibit or there's a garden to go to or somewhere or new, you know, someplace I just saw the crocuses blooming on a pretty hill. Let's go for a picnic. <laughs> You think that I have spring fever here a little bit? <laughs> Ready for some sunshine? Um, let's talk about attractiveness and go back to appearance a little bit. Um, women, you know, the, I mean, French women are known for their style and their fa fabulous fashion sense. Um, and American women, not, you know, there, there are lessons for us to learn. We talked about, you and I have talked about like the women in America get, there's a difference between sexy and not seductive, but like, there's a fine line where the skirt lanes go or something yeah yeah so basically you know french i think there is one word that is very important it's classy classy is very you can be feminine you can be um you can just i don't know attract men attract eyes on you being classy and not being too sexy when I first came to the US, I was not say, I would not say shocked, but I was surprised to see women showing a little bit too much of their body. Mm -hmm. French women will not do that. They would be classy, they would be very feminine, they will have a lot of charisma, but not showing too much of their skin. Mm -hmm. So I don't wanna judge, I'm just showing like the difference, right? And so women in France, they know how to dress, they know how to, how to be very much feminine. This is something that I can recognize now that I travel the world. French women have these little things that is different. And also for French men, because we like to dress, we like, we like to impress, we have to be at their level. So in the US, uh, <laughs> sometimes I've seen men just wearing jeans or shorts that are very much too big so i was surprised and i started to do makeover when i was here trying to help my friends and people to know how to dress because that's that's part of the attraction to me it's like doing a lot very so, much a lot. so what's the perfect first date outfit for a, for a woman to wear or for a man to wear it depends on the activity because if you go hiking in the mountain it's not the same that if you're on, right. on so basically, you know, what I like is called casual chic. Casual chic means like you dress for the moment. You pay attention to what you're wearing. You pay attention to the detail, the, to the colors that needs to match. So I just want you to know to feel comfortable, but also to show that you prepare yourself. That is number one thing about attraction. You need to show someone that you, you took care of yourself. You were thinking, okay, what color of shirt should I wear? What kind of pen can I just wear? Because I want to look good. I want to, I want to make sure that she or he would be attracted by me. Right. So the first date, it's difficult, but I would say casual chic, meaning like a shirt if you want, you know, if you go to a place where you need to be dressed, shirt will be good. But I don't want you to be with your suits and your tie because that's a little bit too much. And men, like, do any women like t-shirts and cargo shorts? I don't know. Uh, that's uh, women need to answer. You need to answer this. Uh, I will say that it's a no for me. But what do you think, Sarah? Well, it's a no for me as well, personally. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of women. I used to watch like the makeover shows, and these women were forever complaining about their husbands wearing, you know, their college T-shirts. And there's a place for that, you know, in the gym at the beach. That's fine. But if you're going out to dinner, you know, shorts that fit you nicely, pants that fit you, that are tailored to your body, look a whole lot better 
then, and, and I'm all in for gardening, you know, gardening court carver shots, shorts, they're handy. They got a lot of pockets. It's great. There's nothing sexy about them guys. So, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> now, how about, so here's the question for you, um, because there are a lot of women running around in what I'll generically call their Lulu, right? All their little yoga wear. Men think that that, do men like that? Or is that not, get out of the gym, ladies, and put on some real clothes? You know, I would just say that it's nice. It's something that you can wear. But if you're going on a date, you want to prepare yourself a little bit more. That's my vision. One more time. You can take on the advice, but you want to show that you're not just in the yoga pants or the gym pants, even if it looks beautiful on you. You want to be a little bit prepared for the date because that's how you will challenge someone. So if you come and you're just like going out after the gym, then this guy will think that he can wear his short. He can just come with his, uh, uh, you know, how can I say? Um, just his shorts, his long t-shirt, um, not really prepared, not really taking care of himself. So that's very, very important. Now I think in general, can I just broaden this for a second? Sure. I'm, I'm just, in general, like you want to look like you're together. You don't have to dress up all the time, but look like you take a little bit of pride in yourself. I'm always shocked when I get on an airplane. In the old days, when I, when I would fly, like you used to dress up, you used to be fancy on an airplane. And I've always, my rule when I would fly with my kids who are now grown was they had to be clean. They had to be cute because no flight attendants wanted to attend to dirty, snotty kids. But in general, like I look at people on planes and it's like they rolled out of bed. Like, like you're more attractive to the world if you look like you put yourself together. Whether you're trying to attract a, you know, a guy, a gal, whoever it is, just attention from humans if you look like it took a little, a little pride. And it gives some self-confidence because if you're going on a airplane on a date with your pajamas, you will not feel that much confident when you like wear things that you know oh, I look good. That changed everything. It yeah. brings confidence, especially on the first date. It does. And now, you know, where we're all locked in the house and you and I were joking. I mean, I do not, I do not look like this every day of the week. I don't blow out my hair every day of the week, but I definitely also have a different confidence when I do that. If I, I just finished exercising and I look like a mess, yeah, I don't look so good. And it's not, it's, it's a definitely a different presentation and a different sense of confidence, depending on how you, what you do with yourself. So lesson for life in business, on Zoom calls, all of it. Um, let's talk about availability. Talk about like women, you talk about one of your things is about women being less available. Yes, because I have found that there's a lot of uh, breakup and divorce because you are becoming too much available. Meaning that you will always say yes, you will always have time for your partner, and you will always become needy. And that's a misconception, I guess, coming from Walt Disney, from Hollywood. We need to change this. If you are always available for your partner or for this person that you're trying to attract, this person will take you for granted for sure. That's why you want to keep and have your personal life your personal goals. It could be your professional goals for your personal life. You need to see your family. You need to have your friends. You need to have time that is away from this guy. 
specifically for you women. But that is also for men. We need to always be kind of a challenge if we want to maintain the attraction. And this is very much simple. Human being, we are looking for what we don't have. Everything we have, we are losing interest for it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to something that we don't have, it raises our attention. So that's why you need to stop being too much available. Even if you think that you're doing a good actions, in reality, it's a mistake. So you want to be careful. And this isn't, again, playing games. This isn't playing hard to get. This is that when you start dating somebody, you still have a life. That, that it's not like I'm now dating somebody and my other friends went away, my other activities went away and everything cycles around. And you know, I always say that I think a lot of divorces are due to because people think their spouse is supposed to be their everything. I adore my husband. I would marry him again. He's, he's my BFF and I have other BFFs. He is not, he's not my everything. Thank God, nor am I his everything. Thank God, because we'd be boring together. And what you're saying is very important. Before to become a coach and learn about personal development, my girlfriend's fiance was always everything to me. So I lost my friends, I lost my family. Uh, I lost my passion that was basketball, was doing everything. And I just realized that this is not healthy. Healthy relationship, healthy love is not about doing everything for your other partner because you will make them overwhelmed. They will be suffocated by, by this relationship or you will just lose yourself and you will realize that you only have one pillar, which is love, but nothing, no friends, no family, no job, no goals, no dreams. You want to keep this and then yes. So as you said, it's not a game. I feel it's just relationship. We need to maintain this availability. I mean, this unavailability to make your partner continue to love you, continue to want to please you and vice versa. That is very much important. And you're far more interesting that way. Yeah. If all I am is, is his everything, he knows everything about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you got to bring something new to the table all the time, back to game, back to seduction, back to what, what can I share with you? And when you bring this on the table, that's how you build a relationship, you know? I'm not married for 33 years like you, Sarah, but I understand the conception of bringing new things, fighting the routine and building project together. That's very much important. The only one thing that I'm seeing a lot, more than what I was thinking when I first started is I lose myself completely. I am losing myself for my partner. That's a huge mistake. Codependency is the number one reason of breakup and divorce. I coach a lot of people. I have a website specialized on this with my ex again, which is, seems crazy, but no, getting back with your ex if you made a mistake is very much important. And the mistake that we are talking is codependency. Mm -hmm. I love someone so much that they broke up with me. It's crazy. Wow. So which leads me to one of my biggest pet peeves. Can I share a pet peeve and is this an American thing? And is, you know, how do the French do with this? I look at a lot of women and it seems like they're getting pet husbands. That like mm -hmm. once they get married, they, they, they in their mind, they think I'm gonna, like he doesn't dress quite right. He eats funny, he's a little bored, whatever he is. And they think it's okay, I'll change them. And then they think that it's their job to manage their husbands, like it's their child or their pet. And then they have to tell them what to wear and they have to, like, be, and it, I, I find that sad. 
<laughs> no. Is yeah. that, again, is that a, an American thing that's going on that the women here think that they have to become the guy's mothers and have these little Peter Pans been so Peter Pan that they're looking for a mother? Yeah. So, you know, I feel like this is mostly in the US. We have some in France, of course, it's like everywhere, you know, but in France, there is this, I want to save him. He has a lot of problems. I want to save him. But what you're saying is very true. And perfect example was my wife. She started to buy my, uh, my clothes and I told her, mm -mm -mm. No, this is not the rules. Like this is not possible. And she started to want it to mothering me because that was the way she was expressing love through me or for me. And basically I told her, no, 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 no. I'm a grown man. I can assume myself. But basically when you mother someone, the problem is they would just take a little bit of advantage of this. So they would do nothing. Right. I don't have to do anything because she would do it for me. And that's, I feel, I think, I think, sorry, it's very difficult to maintain the relationship in this case, you know? Yeah, it, well, and it's just un, unreasonable. And, you know, you watch a man shrink as the wife is kind of telling him what to do and, and speaking, you know, when the man's not there, speaking disrespectfully about them. I got to change them. They're not there. Well, then why did you marry this man? <laughs> What's so great about him if you complain about him and you want to turn him into something else? Like yeah. you might as well have married a piece of clay. <laughs> this is true. This is very important because also, you know, when we want to change someone, it's um, we change their personality. So we have to be careful because the boomerang effect, when, when they will realize this, when they don't like it, this will hurt the relationship immediately. So now meanwhile, totally jumping subjects. In America, we talk about the Marlboro man, the strong, silent type, the big kind of macho cowboy kind of guys. It's always kind of the model of the American man. And yet you talk about French and the more feminine side. And how, so talk about men allowing their feminine side out, the importance of that. And that you're not talking about sissy boys, but you're talking about you know, more humanity. And that's actually something that's very attractive to women. Yes, I just found that men that are able to communicate, to share their, not feelings, but emotions. This is a huge opportunity for men to attract women and also to create something that is strong. So in France, even if I was a little boy, people told me to not talk about my emotions. I was thinking that I don't know how to talk, how to communicate. When I came to the US, I realized that that was not true. We, we use more feminine energy. We like to talk about our feelings. We like to consider what we feel. There is no like disconnection between our feelings and our mind. So that's what I bring to the men in the US. Don't be disconnected to your emotions because then you will not feel the happiness. Love is beautiful. Of course, today we talk about the problems, the differences, but love is beautiful. Love is bringing happiness. If you cannot recognize this, you will be disconnected to your emotions. And men, we have this feminine energy that we, we like to use, basically, French men. That's something very much important. And I feel that ladies will find a man more vulnerable and sensitive, not too much, right? Because I guess maybe you would just tell me, Sarah, but I guess this alpha male is still very important. The man is the man, but the man that can talk about his feelings, that can communicate, that can use words is different. 
Yeah, a different I agree. Line. It's it is you know for American it is a very fine line because you want them to be vulnerable to communicate to talk about fears. It's okay, but also I don't again I don't know in France for me a lot of women like you want your man to take care of you to also to be your strong pillar to be your protector. So it's a very fine line for at least this American woman. Um, yeah, it's, it's the same in France. You know, we, women want both the men and also the communication, the discussion, the fact that they, they know his sensitivity or his sensibility. You know, this is something very much important, sensitivity. So do, Ameri do American women, are, are they part of the problem in shutting down their man's communication? Because the men might try to communicate and the women step on them at all or tell them what to think or... I think it's mostly coming from the, you know, the relation, the past relationship, mm -hmm. the childhood and the society. Um, for me, it's more the U.S. society that doesn't allow men to connect with their emotions. You know, they have to be strong. They have to be direct. They have to be the best. And there is a lot of good things about it, but there is some reversal effects. So I'm not sure it's women because I feel that women wants to connect with a man. They just don't know how to do it. And that's where, that's why men needs to get this education. And I, I, I was part of this. I have to train myself to be able to connect to my emotion. That's very much important. Yeah. I mean, the women are always, you don't talk. He doesn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know what? He just bring me this amazing gift. He, uh, he just drive me to, to work. He's doing this. It took me to Costa Rica. He's paying for everything. But it doesn't tell me I love, me, I love you. That's the number one thing. It doesn't <laughs> tell me I love you. What should I do? I don't like it. Yeah, but there's a lot of good things. It's just that, men, sometimes we are so much disconnected from emotion and words, basically. Well, and men show love in the way that they show love. Exactly. Yeah, there's different type of showing love. Right, exactly. All right, let's talk about <laughs> touch for a second. Um, what's, what's the French view on touch? I think of French as a fairly touchy, and I don't mean handy. I mean, just a, you know, a brief touch, you know, two, two cheek kisses and all that sort of stuff. Yes. So, you know, when we meet even men, sometimes my best friend, I would give him two kiss on the cheeks. You know, it's just like we love to be hugging, touching. Uh, I think it's part of the Latin um, education, I guess. And uh, this experience was very, um, that's blow my mind because my wife told me when the first time we met. So we met on a dating app because I didn't speak English. So I was using Google Translate. And so we met at this place an amazing place that she, she found to have a drinks when she came because she was late. Of course, when she entered, I just didn't want to be too serious. So I hugged her and she felt at this moment that there is a connection. And mm -hmm. she told me this and I was like, wow, for me, it's normal to hug someone because I don't want to shake your hand. I don't want to be too serious. So basically French people, we like to touch. And I learned this with NLP no linguistic programming. It's like when you touch someone, you create a connection, like an anchor, sorry. So basically we love to touch, we love to be in connection because there is no gap. There is no, there is a bond between two people when you can touch. The thing is, if you touch too much, specifically from us men, a woman can feel that she's not, she doesn't have her space. So I'm not asking you to touch her every day, every time. No, but just sometimes, you know, to be subtle is very important. 
Yeah, it's so funny because women, you know, we are so trained to be afraid that they want a piece of our whatevers, right? So that they're so sensitive, but a little bit of a brush or a touch to touch their back as they walk up the step or, you know, an elbow brush or something like that. Is that a good thing? Is that? It is. It is. In my opinion, it is because that's how you create the connection. The hands on the back is very important. It seems protection also for women. So I, I just encourage every man to do it, to use touch as out of connection. So when you do it, uh, you will respect a woman. Just the only one thing, maybe Sarah, you will confirm, don't touch her hair. Because <laughs> I have one coaches that did it, he wanted to touch her hair, like that was like a mess up, absolutely. <laughs> Unless you have a hair that's out of place. And you go, can I please move? Yeah, that? can I please? But if it doesn't say anything, that's like, <laughs> Well, you know, my running joke on the hair that, you know, I got to dry the hair before, before it <laughs> So let me ask you this. We have a question uh, from somebody on Facebook. So we're talking about new relationships and people finding love. Do Should people who are old and married like me, um, practice these same things bring these things into their relationships now if they feel like the relationships have gotten flat or even if they're not if they have got you know they're doing great but still to remember some of these you know games bringing newness in all these little elements yes so basically i feel these rules are for everyone you know but the thing is like i was reading the question on facebook the good thing is what should I do? Should I start implementing these tools? Should I communicate with my partner? First of all, we start. We lead by example. So you want, the rule is simple. Every week, you should do something new that you have never done before. So you will think about it. Or maybe I could give him a massage. Or maybe I could just organize a dinner date at home. Or we can do karaoke together. Whatever. You just want to do something new. You will do it one time, two times. And the third times. Then you will implement, okay, so I've organized some few days. Leslie, now it's your turn. It's your turn to surprise me. And maybe he or she will be, oh, you know, I don't have any idea. Then you don't give them any other option. No, it's important for the relationship. Surprise me. Let's just enjoy the time together. And you will find that it's possible to save a relationship, to bring happiness, and not let the routine win. So they won't think that they're burdened like that. back, back to the women managing it. Cause of course the women are more likely to say, okay, this is cool. Let me go bring these surprises in. Yeah. If I do that once, do that twice. And then I go to my husband. Okay. Your turn next week. He will say, no, he will say, okay. you know, oh, you're, you're, it's always the same with you. Relationship is no relationship is important. Right. Do it. We don't give them the chance, right? Because I can guarantee you first time they will say no. But if you tell him it's very important, they will start to love the game especially if you're like bringing new things in your relationship and in your life, because maybe you will react by the fact that you take care of yourself and you go out with your girlfriends. That's very much also important. It's not only towards your partner, it's towards your life. You need to find a balance. All right. So what are you doing for Valentine's Day? So, you know, today with this COVID situation, it's very much difficult. So I will surprise my wife by organizing something at home I don't know yet exactly what it will be, but I wanted to invite a chef at home. So I'm not saying talking too loud. I don't want her to know that, but that would be something I would like to do. Invite someone that cook for us. Uh, we have never done that before. So I think that would be a big win. What do you think, Sarah? Sounds fun. What was your favorite? What was your best COVID 
best pre-COVID, like Valentine's surprise. I'll tell you my funniest Valentine's surprise. You tell me your like your best Valentine's. Well, okay, so my best that would be crazy, but that was going to a basketball game because that's where we spend so much time fun together. So we did it again during Valentine's Day, and it was a big surprise. But for me, um, I'm. It's, you know, romance is very important, but sharing a special moment that is different, that is unique, that's what I try to do. So I would say going to see the Miami Heat, my favorite team with her, was an amazing moment. So here was you. the funniest thing I ever did to my husband on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> so I got tissue paper, a bunch of red, pink, white tissue paper, and I cut out love hearts, hundreds of love hearts. Wow. And I stick them in everything. I stuck them in all of his drawers. I stuck him in his shoes. I stuck him in his, you know, where his toothbrush is all over the place, in his wallet, in his briefcase, a pile of them in his briefcase. So everywhere went, love hearts, love hearts. So he goes, he was in sales at the time and he hadn't looked in his briefcase. He grabbed it, he goes off to work and he goes to his client's office and he opens up his briefcase and he looks in and he sees all these tissue paper love hearts in it. Anyway, oh my gosh. And he looks at his client and he goes, are you married? And the guy goes, yes. And my husband says, well, good. And he starts pulling all of these love hearts out <laughs> and putting them on the guy's desk. That's amazing. Did he get the sale? <laughs> yes, he was. I think so. I'm sure. I'm he sure. He was very successful sale. at that job. So I presume yeah. so. Um, yeah. So that was one of my favorite ones. Now we, you know, I hate to say that we, it's kind of the running joke that we'll go to the card store together and say, yeah. okay, you go there and don't give me that <laughs> So we'll, we'll find something something fun to do. We usually go on an outing. The dog's usually involved now. Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, my father was a Valentine baby. His birthday was Valentine's Day. So we we often had birthday celebrations then. <laughs> so, all right. Any last words of advice? You're, you're... Just that love is beautiful. And I want you to bring your personality. Don't be scared to ask things, don't be scared to organize activities, don't be scared to let your wish come true. Because I've coached so many people with regrets. They regret to have not tried things. You need to make sure that you will let your emotions and your wish come true. That's very much important. I love it. All right, well, thank you so much, Alex Cormont. You're fabulous. Your website, frenchrelationshipexpert.com. And don't forget everybody, go there. And you can download his free book, Love Coach Confessions. Love, yes. I said that wrong. Love Coach Confessions. There we go. Proper <laughs> intonation. All right. Thank you so much. Next week, Wednesday, so one o'clock. All right. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. We're living in an unprecedented time when trust in our media and news sources are at an all-time low. It seems that everyone has an agenda, if not a political one, then a business one, as media companies are beholden to advertisers or shareholders. Well, not at bottom line. We're a family-owned business and have been free from the influence of advertising since our start nearly 50 years ago, focused solely on helping people live happier, more fulfilled lives. Our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, provides advice that can be put into action each day, helping people do better and feel better. Thousands of top, highly respected, truth-seeking experts have appeared in Bottom Line Personal on topics in all areas of life, including healthcare, financial planning, home improvement tips, great gift ideas, how to save money on travel, insurance snafus, smart tax strategies, improving your relationships, and so much more. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for nearly 50 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book. 
Bottom Line's best bets, full of some of our experts' greatest tips of all time. Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcasting.